Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. Oh, I love this. Um, The stakes are so high. (laughs) In those days, I didn't get a chance to use any unfortunate incidents as material, so thank goodness for this opportunity. (laughs) Sometimes, like, when I meet another person called Hannah, I'm like, oh, my God, we must be friends. Boy, am I. I wear some giant (laughs) pants. (laughs) Now it's time for Drunk Women Solving Crime. Hello and welcome to another episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime. Today we are joined by comedian, podcaster, author, Rosie Rowling. Rosie, welcome. <laughs> oh, thank you. How are you? Oh, well, I'm okay, but the dog has just been violently sick. So I am wondering if this could add an extra interesting <laughs> texture to the home recording. <laughs> Certainly an extra There's smell. Some extra jeopardy. Yes. What kind of dog oh, do you have? Is it Sorry. A- She is a cross between a cocker and a beagle. So it's not really a proper, it was an accident. Tell me it's a Kegel. Uh, Tell me it's called a Kegel. <laughs> I rather like Beacock. <laughs> 
<laughs> Although the the breeders who sold it to who sold her to us it <laughs> poor dog, they called it a bocker. So there are different names, and I think okay. no one has decided really on the official name for a cross between a beagle and a cocker. Another interesting thing I learned about dog breeds whilst proofreading my book recently is that only dog breeds named after a person or a place get a capital letter. Cocker Spaniel and Beagle do not get capital letters. I kept okay. capitalising them and my, my publisher kept changing them to lowercase. And I was like, my poor dog, she's no in. She's not inferior to a Jack Russell or a Yorkie. Wow. Why do they keep... Yeah, it's weird, isn't That's it? really passive-aggressive that she just changed it but didn't tell you why. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an editor. <laughs> do you know what? We've talked about so, unusual crossbreeds. So it's when you say it was an accident, we sort of talked about unusual crossbreeds. And I've just learned because we passed one the other day and it was adorable, but picture this. It's called a Pomsky, <laughs> and it's a Pomeranian oh. with a Husky. Oh, oh I nice. just hope that the female was the Husky. <laughs> Look, I really... Because <laughs> that's a great image, yeah. but the other way... I'm sorry to plant that, but oh. Pomskys, but they're so cute, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that dog being sick, it'd be cute. Yeah. Well, if you're a cat person, welcome to the podcast. Sorry about that. But I have two cats as well. Everyone is welcome here yes. on Drunk Women's And are they well? Rosie, are they well? <laughs> They're okay. Good. Thank God. <laughs> so we've got one question apart from how are you on this podcast, mm. and that is, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Well, yes. And I wanted to share with you the story of two thematically linked crimes Ooh. that happened within a short mm. space of time of one another. And we're going all the way back to the early noughties, yes, oh, travelling back in time to before comedy, BC. Um, so in those days, I didn't get a chance to use any unfortunate incidents as material. So right. thank goodness for this opportunity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason that these two stories are thematically linked is because they both are about obsolete gadgets getting stolen. Nice. And with hindsight, probably the thief did me a favour because I needed to upgrade and, and get rid of that old tat anyway. The first scenario, it's a rainy afternoon in Peckham. It sounds a bit like a song, doesn't it? Rainy day in Peckham. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> and I was uh, going to the gym, which, well, it's always a mistake, isn't it? You know, you don't listen now. <laughs> Was this the crime? It was not the crime. I ended up abandoning my plans for fitness. So, oh, the, the sicky dog has just walked in. I hope it's all going to be okay. Oh, I love this. Um, the stakes so, are so high. Yeah. <laughs> Quick kitchen towel, kitchen towel. <laughs> so I was on the way to the gym and I had my hood up because it was raining and also... At this time, I was texting a lot on my old school phone, mobile phone, because I was back in those days. I mean, I'm very kind of staid and boring these days. But back in those days, I was a bit of a naughty flirt. And I was sort of carrying on with a few different nice. ladies. I mean, everyone knew what was happening nice. and it was all fine. But um, I was sort of text flirting whilst I was walking along. So I wasn't really paying attention to what was <laughs> happening. And so didn't realise a young chap had darted out in front of me and he grabbed my mobile phone and ran off with it. Oh. And I kind of shouted, oi, or 
something, <laughs> <laughs> probably something more sweary. And, you know, thought about running after him, but then, you know, realised he was much faster than me because he'd been to the gym and I hadn't... <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even made it there. Uh, but I also realised that my mobile phone was actually uh, pretty crummy because it was an old... Now, I don't know if, if your listeners will even remember these phones. It was a Nokia 3310. And, oh, that yeah. was the phone. It was a classic. Mm. And these were the days when mobile phones were just for phone calls and texts. Or playing Snake. And, Playing snake. She knows. Yes. Which was, of course, a game where you were represented on screen by a sort of ever elongating animal that you had to manoeuvre around your tiny screen and avoid crashing into your own tail as you navigated a series of mazes. Yeah, that sounds like some people's Twitter feed. Like, (laughs) the whole time just, oh, how are they still doing this? Well, this was all before Twitter, wasn't it? So, yeah, I mean, I did enjoy playing Snake, but I realised my phone was probably quite replaceable because I had another Nokia, probably not a 3310, but but not dissimilar. Oh, one, just Rosie in had a burner phone. Rosie had a burner phone. <laughs> it, wasn't a, it was just an old... How many girls were you texting? I mean, my girl. Yeah, yeah, the burner phone. Anyway, so I went back home and um, obviously got my replacement SIM card. and But when I popped that in my old phone, what I didn't realise is that the numbers and text messages all saved on the phone, not on the actual card. Oh, yes. So all the messages yes. and numbers that I had were from women that I'd been text flirting with about six months earlier who were no longer <laughs> speaking to me. Oh, oh no. So... This kind of taught me a lesson, really. And it brings me on to the next crime, which was a burglary that happened when I moved into a lesbian house share. It was quite a a, a strict lesbian house share where no men were allowed across the threshold. So clearly that's why they felt they had to break in. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Were they like vampires? Were they allowed in if you invited them in or they were just not allowed in? Uh, Yeah, I think men were allowed as guests. (laughs) Um, if if you could vouch for them. This is a good (laughs) system. (laughs) So, yes, so there was this burglary, but I wondered if it perhaps was even a man because it was a very targeted and specific burglary where only stuff from my room at the top of the house was taken. Oh, Oh, no. no. Oh. So I wondered if it was one of my disgruntled exes from six months previously (laughs) who'd wondered why I'd ghosted her. I mean, my detective sense was tingling there. I just thought to myself, I know who this was. Uh, Yeah, exactly. But the even weirder thing was the two items that they took (laughs) were my fax machine and my tennis racket. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, man. (laughs) Which I just... (laughs) I have this image of the perpetrator of this crime sort of casually bouncing a ball against the wall whilst they await a fax to come through the criminal instructions. (laughs) It's it's either like some kind of fraternity dare, like you're allowed in the club if you can bring us a fax machine and a tennis racket. (laughs) Or it's like whoever you had upset that was trying to get you back was hammered when they came to rob you <laughs> and then they were like oh fuck it I'm taking that looks expensive that looks big I'll take the fax machine I don't get it I'm, yeah I was gonna so say weird, that right? is a hefty theft 
I feel it was either very targeted or someone that just didn't think through, like, what can I carry? Because once you have a fax under your arm, you really only can pick up a tennis racket because you got to maneuver your way out then. That's like, a, is there a pretty any weird chance hole. They, they got the room wrong and they were trying to be like, oh, man, I'm never going to get my tennis racket back off so-and-so. <laughs> and then, you know, they got your room and actually that's not their tennis racket. Well. Who knows, Casey? Who knows? I, I've got <laughs> ideas. I've got no answers. I mean, maybe it was one of my former dates that I had a a very grouchy kind of tennis match with. And Ooh. she was like, that ball was out. <gasps> it's her. It's her. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Just, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard to think because like, if your room was at the top of the house mm. and your room was the only stuff that got stolen from like I think I'd be offended if I was any of the other women in the house if this guy had gone through all our rooms and gone like mm, no actually I don't think so and then finally a fucking fax machine he's cut his losses uh, oh um, yeah and also by 2001 you sort we're not really faxing anymore so the fact he took it good on him I say and I don't normally um or do you think it was like a friend going look she's never going to give up the fax machine one of us has to just take it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly, possibly. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I still had it, really. I think I was just clinging on to the past in a sort of a wave of mm, nostalgia. Were you, were you dating anyone that kept saying you were a hoarder? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have dated lots of people who've said I'm a hoarder, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm but, zeroing in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm relieved you added the der at the end of that because I thought you were going to say, did anyone think you call you a whore? And it's like, where is this coming from? <laughs> this is a strange well, line of questioning. <laughs> yeah, you tennis whore. Like, yeah, that's, that seems we're a bit pro whore yeah, on this podcast posh. anyway. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Oh man, I remember when when I was a kid, we had a fax machine, and sometimes you'd get like junk faxes would yeah. come through in the way that you get junk, <laughs> and they take ages. I like, but, yeah, exactly. It would just come through, and it was so exciting to get a fax, and then it'd be like, oh fucking hell, it's yeah. junk mail. And also, it costs about a quid to get a fax. I remember, <laughs> yeah. and so my dad just to make us laugh when we were kids, and it really made us laugh. Is he would get a pen, he'd just write fuck off across the top, and then fax it back to them, and it was. <laughs> Love it. It's like the very earliest unsubscribe, but yeah. quite rude. But it just did it to make us laugh. But <laughs> good it stuff. really, really tickled me. What age child. were you where your dad's scrolling fuck off on stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old enough that I he probably let me write it a couple of times, you know. So <laughs> and so Rosie, we ask on this podcast, we say what would you say to that person now? What would you say to the person who stole your fax machine? and your tennis racket and your sense of security in your own home? Oh, well, I mean, you've made it, I mean, you've made it a more powerful question. You've made it more loaded <laughs> yes, now, haven't you? <laughs> I mean, because if it had just been about the fax machine and the tennis racket, maybe, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. For, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, particularly the fax machine. I, I didn't really need that anymore. Yeah, no, on a maybe more serious note for a moment, it was actually at a time where I didn't feel entirely secure in my own home because not long before I had moved into that house share and I'd, I'd been single and on my own, living on my own and, and stuff before that, um, 
I had broken up from a relationship after our flat had burned down in a house fire. <gasps> oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Whoa. That's dramatic. You, were, you weren't expecting that twist, were no. you? So I actually did feel quite um, protective of my possessions and did hold on to oh. weird old stuff because I had seen only a year or so previously all my stuff literally sort of go up in smoke. Oh. And our weird neighbour, um, he was um he did phone the fire brigade but i think not until he'd actually taken a photo of smoke billowing out the window Ooh. which is weird dude yeah yeah no no <laughs> snapchat hadn't even been invented at that point like there's nowhere to put it like he's got that in an album yeah, that's that's weird. That, is, that is that is really really i know it's all very strange and the other weird thing is after the fire and um, me and my girlfriend were staying with some friends kind of camping on their floor basically for that summer. And we every all our friends lent us old clothes and found wow. old bits and bobs down the backs of their wardrobes that we could wear because all our clothes had Jeez. you know disappeared. And one friend even popped in her brownie uniform. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Talking about getting rid of old tats. Okay. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if it was a mistake, but or she thought, hmm, Rosie will like this. <laughs> wow. And did you? Because like, in brownies, don't you? You kind of learn to make fire in brownies, and I'm not sure that's the right thing for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, wow. I mean, everything is just reigniting trauma. But it's, I'm so pleased to have shared it and offloaded with you ladies now so many years Aww. later i finally feel relieved yes. of a burden oh yeah. thank you for sharing that with us because yeah that's utterly bizarre i always find it bizarre the things that people take from uh yes. robbery. Yeah. and also the fact that there was a time when someone would steal a 3310 i love that <laughs> well, i'm sorry it happened <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime Today, we discuss the Winchester Mystery House. Ooh. I love no, Winchester. <laughs> Unfortunately, spoiler alert, it is not in Winchester. Oh, in what a twist. I know. What a twist already. <laughs> it's an early twist. Guys, can we all just strap in, please? Is it <laughs> even a house and a mystery? I don't know what to believe already. <laughs> so this is about a boat in Southampton. Everything's very straightforward. <laughs> Guys, it's a mansion, so it's not actually a house. So. And it's in San Jose, California. Uh-huh. And, it was, and it was once the residence of Sarah Winchester. Ew. So that is why it's called the Winchester Mystery. She just sounds like now, she would go... Oh, even though she's American, she would have that sort of, where am I from? It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I did think when you immediately did your English impression, I was like, okay, okay. She could be English. She's not. But Sarah was the widow of William Wirt Winchester. Now, we're in the 1880s and William was a magnate. And you do not use the word magnate lightly. He made a lot of money. He made bonkers money. Now, 1880, you're a man. You're called William Wirt Winchester. What did you do to make all of that money? Oil. Guns. Oil? Guns? Who said guns? I did. Taylor said guns. Fax machines. <laughs> <laughs> he was so ahead of his time. That was really the peak of fax machines, yeah, yeah. let's be honest. He, he could be doing telecommunications. <laughs> Someone was right, and I'm going to tell you who it was. It was, me, it was right? Taylor. 
Wow. <laughs> he was the president of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. Mm. So the Winchester, have you ever heard of a gun called the Winchester? Yes. It's a really famous gun, right? It says that it was the it was the gun that won the West. It was one of the most popular rifles in the US. So the Winchester Company actually didn't just make guns. They also made some other stuff. But the one that really caught my eye was that they also manufactured a children's toy. Oh, no. That we probably all had as a child. Oh my God. Any ideas what the gun company were also making for children? Uh, Hula hoops. Hula hoops. I like it. Slinkies. (laughs) Slinkies. Good thoughts, Taylor. I'm trying to think of something you could make with leftover gun parts that we all had. So I'm like a kazoo (laughs) out of the barrel. This thing could be a toy Gosh. See, this is a long time ago. Yeah, I feel like it's pre-pogo sticks, right? Way, yeah, way before something that's metal. Um, but they, they, they kind of the <sighs> ones that I had when I was a kid. They were Fisher Price and they were plastic. They were yeah. not metal. But at the time, these things were metal. Okay, Fisher toy guns, <laughs> toy guns. Okay, wait, wait. Uh, <laughs> no, I got nothing. Well, I'll tell you what it was. It was roller skates. Oh, oh damn! I would not have got mm. there. Metal roller skates. Like they were made of metal, and then they had the the wheels and some leather straps Sounds or whatever on the top. Comfy. Sounds really, they really had little, comfy. Little guns on them. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Make them go faster. <laughs> yeah. Um, How so, weird. Yeah. That's just yeah. really weird. Okay. It's like so we did another case about guns the other day, and the guy that invented the machine gun also invented hair curlers. And there's such a weird crossover with we call them gun guys. Gun guys. So, yeah. William Winchester, who's a big gun guy, died. All of his profits went to his wife. So he owned 50% of the company and the company bought in daily money to Sarah. So daily she was getting she was getting paid. So how much money per day in today's money do you think Sarah was receiving from the Winchester Repeating Arms Company? Oh, man. Well, see, this gun is so famous that Shaun of the Dead decided to make the pub called the Winchester. <laughs> There's a real gun, isn't there, ah. that they then use to kill zombies. Hey, do you genius? Yes, it is. Wow. Whoa. Good reference. That's how you heard of the Winchester. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm a kinetic learner. Is that the word? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm going to say a million dollars a day in today's money. It's, oh, I wow. bet it's okay. higher than that, though. Well, you know what? I read a statistic the other day that up until recent times, Americans were buying three million guns a year. And now it's wow. like 10 million or something. But that's only happened in the last couple of decades. For like, for ages, it was 3 million guns, new guns a year were being bought. Mm-hmm. Like on an even keel. Wow. Yeah, I'm sticking with a million dollars a day she's getting. I'm not sure it's quite that much, but I think it's going to be a pretty staggering amount. I'm going to go with $150,000 a day. I'm going to split the difference. Between that's right, two. that's right. You know yeah. how to play. That's how you win. The price yeah. is right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm gonna go half a million. Okay. Well, we've done that thing where I've asked the question and you've all gone way higher, oh, and now it doesn't seem as impressive. Because it's daily. I know, like it's yeah, daily. I was done. These are ridiculous numbers. So 
<laughs> no, do you know what? You weren't because actually 50% of the company, which is what she, she got the money for, was the equivalent of £543 million today. So that's how much she made just in capital in just 50% of a company. Mm-hmm. And daily, she made $26,000 a day from the company. That's a um, good so that a- chunk of change, my friend. Wow. That'll do. Not shabby. Gun money. Good, you clean buy, you gun money. You can buy money. fax machines with that. <laughs> so much facts. Just the facts. And man. roller skates. Yeah. Oh, what a life. Just roller skating between your fax machines, yeah, faxing right. yourself. Like, She's got a lot of money and she builds the Winchester Mystery House. Now, I'm just going to give you a little bit of background. <gasps> Is on she Sarah. building the first panic um, room game? Hold that thought because it's on, it all comes around. So Sarah was born to the party family, which party! That's literally what her surname party. was, which I think is great. Who were a respectable upper class Upper middle class New Haven family. She was a child prodigy. I'll be doing that throughout. (laughs) (laughs) You're right all alone. By 12, she was fluent in Latin, French, Spanish, and Italian. Um, And at an early age, she was admitted to Yale's only female institution known as the Young Ladies Collegiate Institute. So she's a clever girl. And this is just a little bit of a, a thing that I found out when I was researching, but I just found it really interesting. And she met two other female scholars there um, who were the nieces of a woman called Delia Bacon. Now, you don't find a woman called Delia Bacon and don't look her up because that is a strong fucking name. That is a strong name. Um, I would like her recipes. (laughs) (laughs) So she, Delia Bacon, attracted considerable fame uh, and attention for writing a treatise claiming someone else wrote Shakespeare's works. It wasn't Shakespeare. It was someone else. And of course, there's lots of people who have claimed lots of different things for this. Who do you think she claimed had written Shakespeare's work. And she's saying this in like the 18th 18- Amelia, 16- the dark lady or whatever the rumours were. Ah, Amelia, like the, yeah. the play in the West End recently. Okay, Tom Amelia. Wasn't that her, the, the, other the poem, My Lady Thingy Me? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's a good guess. This mm. is going to be an American though. Like this feels like she's going to, it's going to make as much sense as Mormonism in terms of timeline. <laughs> Well, like, is it because um, weren't people saying I'm, I'm gonna? I've got the name Christopher Marlowe in my head, and I don't know where it's come from, and I feel like it's false. But weren't there loads of claims okay. that loads of other people had written loads of stuff, and that it was like a conglomerate of loads of writers? That's one. Yes, of the she specifically says someone, but Christopher Marlowe is a good guess. Golly. Shakespeare's sister, the band from the nineties. <laughs> 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 I will give you a clue. Look at her name. Delia Bacon. Francis Bacon. Francis Bacon. Oh, Francis Bacon. Oh. Nice. Yes. Okay. And the thing is, like, she, apparently she had no relation to him. And that's the thing that I really like. I just like the fact she that, didn't. you know, sometimes like when I meet another person called Hannah, I'm like, oh my God, we must be friends. I feel like that's what you, 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 you have an like, affinity. Oh God, name. I will fight for your reputation. But there can't be that many Bacons. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, you'd think as well, but apparently no relation. And the movement was called Bacon is Shakespeare, which I agree with. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I mean, like, I, I really want this to have been, like, a really good thing. And I'm kind of like, I feel like we've tipped into crazy town a little bit here. She's not even related to him. She's, mm. she's trying to, cl- like... I, I don't give a I fuck. Mean, I want a t-shirt that says bacon is Shakespeare. <laughs> I will wear that every day in my life. That is the best thing I've heard in a long, long time. I'm going to get them for my whole family. Those are That's amazing. 
It is bacon is Shakespeare. I, I know, and she, yeah, so there's lots of stuff about it. I didn't read that much more into it. You don't um, need more I'm than that, just... Hannah. That's the best part of it. <laughs> yeah, you just need the tagline. So if we go back to the boring mystery house, yeah. so we go back to, this is Sarah's life Ow. with William. So William dies of tuberculosis in 1881. And shortly before this, Sarah and William's six-week-old daughter, Annie, also dies um, of marasmus, which was a kind of malnutrition. It just mm. meant she couldn't get the nutrition that she needed Mm. this is a desperately sad moment Mm. in sarah's life so sarah moves from new haven where she has she got any other kids did you say no no other children so within six weeks her baby is dead (gasps) and her husband is oh my god Um, so she moves from new haven to san jose to build the winchester mystery house i'll get on to why it's called the mystery house (laughs) in a moment but my question to you is why would a woman suddenly move to San Jose and build a crazy, it's just this crazy mansion? And also, there's not necessarily a crime in this story, but this is the part that I think is the crime. So something happens that makes her, someone tells her to do it, basically. Who do you think that person Bacon is? Shakespeare oh, lady? Bacon Shakespeare, Shakespeare lady. Bacon Shakespeare lady. Delia. Delia. I think a fortune teller, this feels like she went to a clairvoyant because okay. you go when you're the most desperate. She's had two horrible losses mm. and this is some charlatan She's in super New Haven vulnerable. or something. Yeah. Mm. I see okay, you in San advice? Jose with uh, it's either a mystery horse or it could be. <laughs> it's one of those situations, I think. What do you think, Rosie? Well, yeah, I think she's absolutely in a in a vulnerable place, and so you kind of do anything. You you do all kinds of things, but I'm struggling to think why building a mystery house is going to be a crime. Yeah, what's tipped her into it? What? I know. Well, I think when you're on the edge like that, you do do crazy things. Um, yeah. You know, like I, I, I know, like after, obviously I mentioned my house burning, it's <laughs> not quite the same as losing it your husband and is, child. It kind of is, But it's, it's still lost. And also my girlfriend and I broke up at that time. And I do remember being in a, a really crazy space. Yeah. And if honestly, mm-hmm. if someone had told me to go and build a mystery house <laughs> in, in rainy Peckham, I, I would have, done it i think yeah it's going to provide answers in some kind of yeah. spiritual sense so i can see where she's coming from yeah yeah um yeah. you can focus totally yeah yes i'm with her yeah yeah okay katie any advance um see i like that because it like it illuminates the state that she's in we don't know what this mystery house is. Like, I was picturing a panic room, but is it maybe a house that's, like, dedicated to clairvoyance or trying to talk mm. to people that have passed? Is there some kind of... Mm. Is she trying to build a way to keep contact with her lost loved ones? Yeah. I haven't got, I haven't got a handle on mm. the motive no, yet it, because she's... That's interesting. Yeah. She's lost everything... I mean, she's still a billionaire, mm. but like, I mean, I'm trying to have empathy for her loss because that is a huge loss <laughs> because that would be enough to make you flip out and do anything. So if there's an extra thing pushing her to do that, I'm not quite sure what it is. Mm. Okay. Well, I mean, spot on really is it was a medium. It was a spiritualist. It was. Yeah. And so I just think that the house is fascinating. The whole, this woman is fascinating and the crime for me comes here because I don't you know I don't think mediums are a, a good idea anyway in the sense that people say oh you've just lost someone I can talk to them I've, I've got a direct line to them just give me 500 quid or whatever. 
Yeah. 100%. And this medium is like, I mean, she goes to town. So she goes to a medium, Sarah goes to a medium um, who says she can commune with the dead. And lo and behold, William's on the line. William's got something to say to her. So she says that William says that their recent tragedies, him dying and Annie dying, were a result of the blood money the family had made off the Winchester rifle and that they were cursed. And consequently, Sarah was cursed. He, um, William then said that yeah, Sarah the must build a home for her. the day that an American gun owner like, <laughs> has remorse, like she should have seen right through that. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. I mean, it's... Then, yeah, this medium goes on to say that that William says that Sarah must build a home for herself, but here's the twist, construction on the house could never stop. Never. He said, if you continue building, you will live, stop, and you will die. Oh, now, wow. This is like That's a chain so letter about the house. And I guess what you do is you guarantee that the person will have no time to think, you're a charlatan, and I mean, nobody's suing anyone yet yeah. but she is wealthy so she could have gone after this person that's a great way to be like so you have to dig a hole but you never stop digging or you die oh my god painful death. oh boy I, know. Yeah. I wonder if that's yeah if that's why um because my girlfriend always wants to keep doing stuff to our house like <laughs> building on <our> extensions <laughs> and i wonder if some Medium has told her that, you know, she's, she can't ever stop. She's afraid um, of what happens if she stops. <laughs> I think it's similar so psychology. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. It's a bit like going to the gym. It seems like people that do that, like, go all the time. Why do you keep going? Oh, my there? God. I would love a fucking medium to tell me I would die if I didn't go to the gym. I mean, that's a doctor. But the point <laughs> is... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do they know? <laughs> he does sort of say why. But why do you think... Well, William says, the medium says, why do you think William is suggesting that Sarah, who is a lone widow, doesn't have any family apart from a niece, why do you think he's suggesting she builds a huge house and doesn't stop? To bring children close to her. Is this like a fun okay. house so she can't have Crosses children uh, so she can invite them in? Why at San Jose, though? Again, is that just like, so I'd like you to go to the far end of the country. You're going to have to go all the way west. You know, I just, the yeah. only thing I know about San Jose is that song. Do you know, Do you know the way? way? <laughs> yeah. I've been away so long. I make up and lose my mind. <laughs> oh my god did she write that is that what this is coming to <laughs> amazing bacon oh. shakespeare with her number one hit she, she earned a few extra pounds on royalties on top of the gun money yeah she was a good businesswoman these days on spotify you'd get 30p every seven years or something yeah. for, a, for a bacon sisters hit bacon so, sisters <laughs> basically her the media <laughs> <laughs> um, the medium tells her that William says that vengeful ghosts who had fallen as a result of the Winchester rifle would try to seek her out. So she has to build a grand home for her and the spirits. Oh, oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, she owns them a house. I don't. I'm not quite following. Do they need uh, a yeah, house? So, well, this you know, this is a good question. I mean, this is a really good. Is question. this the plot of Casper the Friendly Ghost now? <laughs> I mean, 
it feels as though like it's yeah it's this house but in the 90s and actually the house from Casper the Friendly Ghost is quite a good ballpark for what this house is like um oh my God. so keep that reference in mind but yeah so basically she does Sarah in this sort of you know she's an intelligent woman we know this yeah but in her, this moment of grief she's, she's kind of like well yeah. yeah I mean I guess my next question is if you were having $26,000 a day but you knew it came from gun money would you take it like well, so if you've been so you you've You've had a huge loss. You're in mass trauma. Mm-hmm. And then someone's telling you to feel shit about it and that you can't yeah. even accept the one thing that's like keeping a roof over your head or whatever. That's pretty confronting. Like that's pretty, your soul is already half destroyed. That might destroy the other half of your soul. And then you're kind of really fucked. Yeah. And threaten yeah, ghosts I mean, to somebody who's just lost people. That's pretty freaky. And hell hath no fury like a homeless ghost. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just look at Casper's uncles. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen Casper. I've never seen Casper. I put it. Well, this is diehard all over again. This I, is not diehard. No, it's Anna. seriously not as good as diehard. We put it on for the kids a few months ago. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I felt the need to say that out loud. But um, <laughs> it's a it's a very nineties tween film. It's, but also with some I stuff mean, it, that you would not be allowed to put in a film now that was for kids. Oh, there's so much of that in the older films. I'm like, hey, oh, there, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> like like rapey jokes and stuff. I'm like, whoa, eighties, calm down. Mm. Yeah, Yikes. yeah, and even nineties and early two thousands and stuff. Oh, yeah. like it's, it's creeping ever ever closer. So basically, Sarah does. She does just that in eighteen eighty four. really young, she buys- so she had to throw that in. She's like, oh, and two thousand fifteen. Also crazy, right? <laughs> I was twelve. They were texting all those terrible jokes on their Nokia thirty three tens. Yeah, and some of them weren't PC. <laughs> no. Yeah, all of them. I don't know. Yeah, all of them. I, I imagine. Drunk women solving crime. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
So Sarah has built an unfinished farmhouse in the Santa Clara Valley um, and began building the mansion. So workmen were hired and worked on the house day and night. And I mean, literally day and night because she was told not to stop. She didn't use an architect and added on to the building in a haphazard fashion (laughs) until it became a seven story labyrinth style. And violated a lot of safety codes, I imagine. I mean, there's your second crime. Yes. Do I get to sing the monsters yet? (laughs) did you guys even have the monsters i know you're yeah, very well versed in the well, adams we, family you're the i monsters. mean it's the inferior adams family we had repeats <laughs> yeah it's a terrible show they were in a petty flu advert as well I oh you so used, used to be able to, to buy the they were characters on the yogurt pots i wasn't allowed them because yeah. they had too much sugar in them <laughs> oh poor katie Oh, mate. Oh, mate. Petit Fillou. I remember when I first realised that you could have fromage fray and not yoghurt. And I was like, Ah. why have you been keeping this from me, mum? Because it's so much better. (laughs) Okay, so she's got this seven-storey labyrinth-style mansion. Um, What's particularly interesting about this house, and the reason why I'm I'm so interested in it, is the sheer amount of oddities and unusual design. I can't believe there's no architect and that you can just still build a house. Like, who's in (laughs) charge? Like, just go... Just build I know, that. I think like, yeah. What are you building it from? <laughs> it sounds amazing. Like yeah, I can really picture it. it. <laughs> but literally, just build that. I think is probably what she said most morning. <laughs> Do another floor. I don't stop. Oh my god. Yeah. There's like a gingerbread room. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> you got a priest hole. You got a Harry Potter staircase. There's no rules. Well, this is what's interesting is there are no rules, and so the oddities. Are, for example, there are doors and stairs that go nowhere. Oh, so there'll be a oh, set wow. of stairs. A, what's what? it called? Painting. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. The, yeah. Ascending and descending. When you never get anywhere, you just keep going round and round. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is so there's a lot of stuff like that. So where oh. would the... Yeah, it is philosophy. Where would the staircase end? Just with another staircase or just, just with, with, the, a with the door, a wall? And you, with the roof of the next floor. Right. So it would just, it would just stop. Do you know what? And they they did this but thing. But could you have had a little trap door to go through? You could, but she didn't. This wow. is amazing. She missed a trick. She, she did miss what? a trick. An allegory. Know, they, they did this experiment where they gave... Um, there's this book about sleep and stuff. And they gave spiders caffeine or something. And they built the craziest webs. <laughs> that oh, makes me feel sad. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, um, what an allegory it is for where she is. Just like the staircase yeah. to nowhere. Just this. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. And actually, um, Rosie, I tell a lie because there were trapdoors, but oh. just not at the top of the. Not, um, not where they should have been. There were booby traps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100% there were secret passages There were skylights in the floors There's even a door on one of the top floors That you open it, you just walk off the building And you'll die Oh, like It's a door to nowhere oh and gosh. it literally just wow. Was Tim I mean, Burton born here? Because this just <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> Um, so aside from just having eccentric tastes, mm. and actually she kind of had some quite good taste. She had a lot of money. So a lot of this stuff, it was built, but my God, it's beautiful. Like it, the stuff actually she looks incredible. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. And if you've got the cash, but aside from that, why do you think she's doing all that stuff? Particularly maybe the staircases to nowhere and the passageways in the labyrinth. Why did, why has she done that? Oh, are we assuming she has an actual 
coherent reason rather than she's just a bit crazy. Yeah, there's there's kind of a reason. I mean, the reason's kind of crazy, but there's method um, to the madness. She has though. a reason for it. Okay, well, if this is the house for these disgruntled spirits, is mm. it? Why would you want to piss them off? Well, God I, damn it! This staircase goes nowhere, and every day I go up it. That's my just. But I guess it doesn't matter voice. to them because they can probably pass through the can fly. floors and ceilings, and they can yeah fly and whiz around. It's and, actually yeah. super fun for them. Well, maybe it <laughs> it's is. Like maybe this is park. like the fun house. Yeah, it's this like is, this when is you get your for ghosts. When you get your cat, one of those walkways around the sort of top of the room. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she said that um, she did it to confuse the ghosts, uh, allowing her to escape. It them. really is. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. Oh, this poor woman. Her state. And uh, apparently she, is not uh, she wouldn't sleep in the same room two nights on a trot. But then at the same time, she did have a seance room where she oh. would go and talk to the spirits about the house and about the design of the house. So there was a kind of weird thing of oh. her sort of talking with them, but also being frightened of them. Yeah, she's like fleeing her guilt, but also trying to, you know, ameliorate it. That's incredible. Mm. I know. It's such a female response, isn't it? It's kind of like, well, I will, but I just don't want yeah. to, like, I'll, I'll talk I've got you. boundaries, but I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what are you doing at the weekend? Yeah. So it's said to be the most haunted house in America. Wow. Now, this is it's kind of an interesting thing that because it's like, you know, I've I don't know. It, it, it's hard to know whether it is actually haunted. I mean, it depends if you How long were they building really... it for? Okay, well, some stats. It has 950 doors, oh. 10,000 windows, what? 40 stairways. 52 skylights, 47 fireplaces, six kitchens and three lifts. <laughs> she took the construction very seriously and she did not stop until she died. How long do you think they were building for? That's my question to you. How long would it take to build all of that? And then I have an add-on question, which is how has American Horror Story not done this as a, as a season? Because <laughs> this is it feels like it's also, how, many, magical... how many of those chimneys and fireplaces were actually safely working? If we've got stairs going into nowhere, are these chimneys going out to the roof or are we all getting smoked to death? Like what? What's going it on is there? time for some health and safety yeah. questions from former insurance employee, Katie Wilkins. Oh yeah, I got my IFC one. I'm here. <laughs> Hannah, I'm so sorry. Can you repeat the question? Yeah, sorry. Just how long no, do you think No, not because of you, Katie, because of me. It was my fault. Female worker. <laughs> Just basically, I mean, how long does she live? How long is she building this house for? And those right. stats are the stats from when she when she okay. dies. So, so she's in her 20s when this starts. Yeah, late um, 20s. I reckon this goes on at least 20 years. Okay, 20 years, Rosie? I was thinking 20 years as well, but I'm not even sure she would have lived, if she was late 20s, would she have lived till she was pushing 50? I sort of... Imagine her not living all that long. I, so maybe early she's 40s. Crazy. But the thing is, she's rich. So she has the best of uh, everything. But she is that's like, true. her psychology is probably burning a hole in the rest of her, mm. eating up her yeah. body's life force. It's a sunny climate, though. She's getting lots of vitamin D. We've got to weigh up every fact we've got. And she's not <laughs> having any more children. If you had babies over 40 in those days that was a death who sentence who has time that, for babies so she can she can live to, to nowhere 70 90. i think she lives to 80 my guess is 82 that's a long time oh, wow. that's like 60 oh, years wow. that's a lot of fucking windows wow. and yeah 
don't know why that's tickled me so much. <laughs> This house is being built from dawn till dusk, 24 <laughs> 7 from this from its inception. And it's how many yeah. floors, Hannah? Seven by the end. So how, how do you want it take if, to build seven floors with no breaks? Not long. Not long at all. In the yeah. olden days. The pyramids, even though it's big. But I do wonder if part of the thing was she would tell people to take it apart and rebuild it because you can't keep going to infinity it's like I used to work in this really strange posh little boutique when I was in high school it was called favorites and everybody who worked there (laughs) talked like this and I know I do this voice all the time but they did no one ever came in and the clothes were so fucking expensive and I would get so bored that I would mess them up and then refold them and I feel like her builders are kind of in the same loop, they're in that favorite. So it loop. could be even longer. Mm, could be even yeah. Four hundred. Well, I will put years. you out of your misery. <laughs> it was thirty-eight years. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Well, so I I said so, at least twenty, so I'm kind of right. <laughs> I think yeah, you're definitely right. Yeah. So um, she, was she died sixty, early sixties. Yeah, I guess so. I actually I should have had a sort of like an ongoing thing about her age at certain. Um, times and ma- as we know maths is impossible mm. so it was in 1923 that she died wow. and he died in 1880 and she so so like yeah, yeah 40 odd years of her doing this solo yeah and until that day construction didn't pause there was always people <laughs> on site doing something I'm so sorry but you wouldn't have that cat. nowadays <laughs> no. union rules Katie's cat has been in the window this whole time and I haven't said a thing but like there are moments <laughs> where just a single paw comes up in the window like I can't even see the cat and it's just been I've got a question it's been very amusing <laughs> thank but you which one, of, is which one of the hundred windows <laughs> <laughs> I love it when Katie's cat show me that and she'll just be like <laughs> like I staring know. into the camera Aww. it's beautiful it's my, he's, um, so, okay. he's my little deaf cat he's my best friend oh, oh. oh white cats oh. are often deaf aren't they that's yeah. the thing we got him from Battersea and somebody was overbreeding cats Oh, sweetie. Um, guys, Sarah died in 1923. Construction didn't stop from when she first started. Um, however, as soon as they heard that she died, apparently the carpenters quit so abruptly that they left half-hammered nails protruding from the wow. wall. Oh. I wonder how well she was just- paying any of these poor fuckers mm. too like you, you do worry that they're like oh yeah it's a goodie or I a don't pay the help very terribly much but it is yeah. interesting isn't it because some people say like that she was actually it wasn't that she felt she was cursed it was just that she wanted to keep providing jobs for people and then part of me thinks that if you're a carpenter like or a builder after a while like after maybe 37 years you go lady are you sure you want another thing so it's who is the bad guys is it them taking advantage of her by saying oh I think yeah you definitely need more stuff oh, can Those you imagine and, like the in. stereotype going oh we said this but it's actually going to cost this 37 years later <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, you want a seance room? Oh, that's going to cost yeah, you. Yeah, we, that was that was just a that quote. It's not going to work. She was probably uh, keeping the whole economy going. Yeah. Basically, you can go and visit the Winchester Mystery House now. You have to put on a hard hat. Oh, it's not safe. I was going to say they must have done a little bit of work on it to make it like tourist safe. Yeah. Well, what happened is in 1906 something happened that means it's now a four-story building. It's no longer seven. Oh, what do you think? Well, I think Don't tell me it was a fire because Rosie just well, told us a story and 
But is it a fire? I'd have cut it if it was a fire. Okay. We're very. Okay. Um, it's gone yeah. from seven uh. to four. What happened? Half of it collapsed. Or what? Well, yes, but what? was it a fire? Earthquake. Earthquake. Oh. Yes, it was the Great San Francisco earthquake yeah. caused the top three floors to cave in. Of course. Uh, Damn. Sarah was in the house at the time, trapped in one of the rooms, but because she had these people around her the whole time, they were oh, able so to dig her out. That's not how she died. Was, no, it's not how she died. That was in um, 1906. Oh, wow, yeah. She had nine but lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing, I think the thing I found quite interesting is I mean, how much of this is kind of like hearsay, but the idea was that in 1906, she was like saying, I think we might almost be done here. You know, I think I'm going to stop building. Earthquake almost dies. She carries on building for another. Oh, you know, she takes it as a sign oh that her work is not. Yeah, done. another seventeen years. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've I've just I've watched so many videos of this place of people doing tours and like lots of YouTubers go there and they let people in and they do like ghost hunts oh, and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, it's amazing, and I hundred percent want to go if I ever go to America. I mean, it looks. It looks great because, like I say, it's it's all quite beautiful. It's all really, really like some of the stained glass is just amazing because she's so rich. Like I think it was Tiffany, you know, Tiffany. Yeah. Oh, that Tiffany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not the. I think we're alone now. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't seem to be anyone around. (laughs) There are loads of ghosts. There's two Tiffany's. You made you some stained glass. Yeah, there's three, and the other one is from Eastern. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, apparently there was like Tiffany made a window, and it was this window that was all diamonds, wow. and it sort of had this thing that when the sun came in, it sort of reflected off everything. But then she put it in the middle of the house where there was no sunlight. Oh, wow. So, why? Wait, why in, not? In all these YouTube videos and stuff, are there any like ghosty things? Well, there's tons of stuff where, but you know, you can watch any amount of ghost hunters and they will have heard something. <laughs> so does it look like legit like ghosty stuff or is it people being dicks? It might be people sort of trying to scare okay. themselves. Yeah. And they kind of lean into it, like they have uh, right. like Halloween stuff at the okay. place. And but who okay. knows? I mean, have you I seen mean, any knows? legit ghost stuff on YouTube? Yeah, come <laughs> on, if there is, I would like to check it out. <laughs> I thought I saw a ghost when I was a kid. Really? In, in my bedroom when I was a kid. And I ran into my mum and dad and they told me it was just the moon. Wow. So, I, but I don't know what the moon was doing floating across the room. But I really, I did feel oh. a sense of a, a sort of white floaty, pre, you know, the classic kind yeah, of Scooby-Doo yeah, ghosts yeah. <laughs> floating oh. across the room. Oh, man. <laughs> and how old was your... And I, back to Casper. How, how old was your childhood house? Yeah, so like a Victorian... Of, Oh, not no, no, more modern than that. But it, I kind of feel, okay. I have felt that it sort of maybe has a bit of a presence in one particular room. Like yeah. I, I don't know, it, the, the mm. ghost I think just stays in that particular room, and I don't feel it's like a weird, um, sinister presence. It's it's mm-hmm. fine, but I I I don't know if I really believe in it. But I I feel like there might be something just in that one room. Um, so mm. so I guess our our Winchester lady. She was maybe right to move around rooms because the ghosts might have their favourites that they kind yeah. of settle in. And then mm. she can escape yeah. her favourite bit. Mm. Definitely. Mm. And also, you know, at the time, like spiritualism and all of this stuff was so big at that time yeah. in the way that now, you know, we have Casper the Friendly Ghost and we're kind of like, oh, even if I didn't meet a ghost, I guess he'll be a cute little kid and that'll be fine. <laughs> so it, it, was a, it was a different time. So she, yeah, she properly believed it so when she died all of her possessions apart from the house were bequeathed to her niece and like 
what's interesting is she didn't leave the house to anyone in her will. She didn't even mention it in her will. And I don't well, know whether that just that's means because it goes they to the government, want... though, right? I guess yeah. so, but maybe she didn't want to pass on the curse. That's All what right. I kind of thought. Is that what? So basically, bringing it to the end, she she sold it. Um, appraiser said the house was worthless due to the damage caused by the earthquake, the unfinished design, and the um, impractical nature of its construction. <laughs> so how much do you think it was sold for at auction? The equivalent today. The equivalent today. Oh. Well, see, now it's clearly a moneymaker again, though, isn't it? <laughs> but did somebody know that at the time? Was it all like a bit of a bluff? Like, mm. oh, it's worth nothing. You better not buy it. I mean... Maybe someone could like rent it out to ghost hunters, maybe me, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, you probably don't want to buy this. <laughs> oh, the equivalent today, 15 million. Okay. Yeah, it's still four stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's a beautiful house. I mean, never mind that three have fallen off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> a pile of rubble, but technically... <laughs> It's got potential. <laughs> Copper pipes, like we need more info. Yeah, if it was on a place in the sun, <laughs> who would be buying it? <laughs> so it was sold to a local investor uh, for the equivalent now of $2 million. Mm. Yeah. Um, so not worth this, but also, I mean, that's a hell of a lot of real estate for $2 million that you're getting, which was $135,000 at the time. So like if there was a four-story house that was safe, what would that have sold for? That's a good, like, that's a good question. What twice was that as a, like... That seems like a bargain. Yeah. I'm just... Yeah, I think that sounds like does. a bargain. Like, probably. Because mm-hmm. I do live on real estate shows. Like, that is my therapy, my massage, in place of those things <laughs> <laughs> during lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Real estate shows. You want to watch the people going, we can't buy this one. The wall is blue. You could paint it. No, we can't buy it. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy getting angry at people and also feeling happy for people. And there's such a great blend of those. <laughs> it's got everything. We you always need. do. We always have like certain things, like the catchphrase that Toby and I always look out for on a place of the sun. It's I can picture myself here, yeah. glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> like every single time I say glass of wine. It's every time they say it. We and you say get it to drink a glass of wine. That's your like drinking game. Yay. Such a good drinking game because it's on at like two in the afternoon. <laughs> Guys, I've got one last question. When they emptied the house, they found a safe that was behind like a fake door and a metal door. It was totally Sarah's stuff. Um, But inside it were three items. What do you think they were? A book about Shakespeare bacon. Mm. Nice. Shaken bacon. A pot of gold. (laughs) Pot of gold. And her marriage certificate. Nice. Okay. No, three nice items there, Katie. Um, Rosie, what are you thinking? <laughs> well, I, I, I kind of feel like it's got to be a, a fax machine, a tennis racket and some roller skates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, Taylor cannot, cannot top, top that. Cannot top so. that. No, come on. <laughs> I'm not following that. I mean, very sadly, it was the obituaries for her husband, oh. um, her daughter and a lock of her daughter's hair. Oh, Oh. Yeah, so after all that, she was always thinking about them. And I think that's really kind of like, it's kind of sad, but also like, I'm so pleased this woman had that much money that she could kind of do what she pleased. And she was just like, but also, I don't know, the more I look into her, no, if she could have just afforded a therapist, her therapist would have said, What are you avoiding by building this giant house? <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, 100%. So um, here is to therapy and to Sarah Winchester. Yay! Yay! Cheers, 
Drunk women solving crime. So this is from Steph. Dear Drunk Worm, when I first moved to Brighton, I lodged with a friend of my auntie's, in brackets, hated it. Okay. I had a room with a little Juliet balcony. It was nice, but the landlady was a nightmare. So I used to spend as much time as I could with my now at my now husband's house. One weekend, I got back to be told that workmen would be using my room as a thoroughfare to the balcony to hook wires up or something outside. I didn't have much choice, so I said okay and solidified my plans to move out. I got used to the sight um, that week of numerous men traipsing in and out of my room and was pleased when it was over. Until... I got a phone call telling me that my credit card had been used at a Hilton Hotel in Croydon. Oh. And was this me? My initial reaction, apart from telling the person on the other end of the phone um, that if I was going to max out my credit card, it would be somewhere like Paris, not Croydon. <laughs> um, um, mainly, be- And I was shocked because I kept this credit card, my only credit card, in my knicker drawer. Mm. Oh. I was so scared of using it and it had a tiny balance. I used it once on eBay using PayPal. So either... My landlady had used it, some internet scammer had used it, or a strange man had rifled through my underwear drawer when he was supposed to be working. Please help me solve this mystery. I've never had a credit card since, nor have I ever been to Croydon. And that's from Steph. Wow, Steph. I don't want to jump to number three, but my head jumped to number three. The the rifling through the The drawer. The man rifling through, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean... And then seducing a sexy lady at the Croydon Hilton. <laughs> I mean, there's a chance it's internet fraud. But it, like... I feel like PayPal is pretty secure. Like, at the moment, we're having problems with pay- PayPal because we started it <laughs> using the name Drunk Women Solving Crime. So <laughs> emails from PayPal will come to us going, Dear Drunk. And we were like, this is so funny. And then, of course, now they're like, of course we're not giving you any of your money because it says Dear Drunk. <laughs> so they think that we're the fraudsters. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I've, I want to go to the Hilton Hotel in Croydon. So Croydon had a Hilton, to be fair. I mean... Just throwing that out there. I think I did an interview with somebody there for a podcast. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Did they look shifty? Well, <laughs> maybe a little bit. I mean, I was thinking it's a good job our Lady Winchester um, didn't hire the kind of people that would rifle th- through people's knicker drawers. I mean, they just got on with the job, didn't they? Her lot just carried on building yeah. those stories and extra floors. Um, you know, yes. back in the old days, they wouldn't have been going through knicker drawers and stealing credit cards and nipping no. off the Croydon. Certainly not from San Jose. That would have been a, tre- no. a trek. And they would have been bloomer drawers. <laughs> bloomer drawers, they would indeed. Bloomers. <laughs> um, can I be interruptive? I don't want to be an asshole. You can probably yeah, tell sure. that I keep looking at my phone. Yeah, you're okay. Yeah, well, I'm only bringing this up because... I have heard my daughter trying to get in the door for the last like 20 minutes. And she does this a lot, as you know, and it pisses me off. And then I get angry at my husband. So I text him like, where the fuck are you? Control your daughter. I control her when you work. So I just texted and he hadn't seen my text. And they wrote, what are you talking about? I'm right here with her. She hasn't gone anywhere. And we've been talking about ghosts. And now I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> oh no because i have heard the doorknob like tick, 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 
and I don't understand. Oh. But and I like, oh. is he, he like a ghost in this room? Like when we moved in, he's like, yeah, like my husband believes in ghosts like hardcore. And he's like, it's not a sinister presence. You know, he wants to look after us, but like, this is his room. And I'm like, don't tell me this stuff. Like I got to write in here. <laughs> Mate, become a disassociated scientist like me. Okay. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Also, but like, because I know I was like looking so distracted. So I wanted to let you in on like what's happening now. I'm but so, Taylor, I can see the darkness on the other side. Not to throw my husband under the bus, but sometimes he's like, yeah, like I've been like, oh, we've done all this stuff. And I'm like, you've been on your phone and they've been all over the fucking house. Like, your husband is great, but he tweets so much to the point that you just need to look at that. And it's like, were you on your phone when you tweeted that? Or when you tweeted that? Or when you tweeted right. that? Like, yeah, you literally tweeted, oh, don't know where the kids are. Like, you know, I do the same thing with our, um, with our new disabled kitten, uh, Ziggy, oh, he's called. And Ziggy. my uh, my girlfriend puts him outside for a little bit in the garden and then says, will you let him in in 10 minutes? And then an hour later, she'll come and say... Is he still outside? Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> but he like he likes it in the garden. He's um, never he wobbles around. He's got wobbly cat syndrome, oh, and he wobbles around what? the garden. It's totally a thing. He his his legs don't quite work properly. He's a bit shaky and wobbly on his legs. <laughs> oh, bless him! And he can't really jump up um, onto the sofa and stuff. He just falls over. Okay, I mean, I came into this hormonal and I'm going to leave this a mess now. That's, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Didn't no, it's in a good me. way. Like, I just want to help all the well He has so much love. Look, it's all good. True, yeah. I mean, Steph, I think what we're saying is... <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry, yeah Steph. Um, this is all very, very relevant. A ghost took uh, your card and went to the Hilton <gasps> Croydon. Let's look into the history. We got a Ghostbuster this shit. Let's look Steph, at what was on that site. It's probably I think realistically uh, some some lads <laughs> rifled through your, your undies. I'm or some sorry. lads rifled through your undies. <laughs> I don't want a stereotype. Is that a stereotype? <laughs> I wouldn't have made that stereotype. Apropos of nothing. <laughs> Apropos. No. saying stuff. <laughs> right. I speak Latin yeah. too. <laughs> I'm like Lady Winchester. <laughs> You're wearing your bloomers right now. <laughs> oh, boy, am I. I'm wearing some giant pants. <laughs> They're so comfy. Uh, I didn't do the Patreon shout outs. Guys, I'm so sorry. And I've been interrupted with my ghost problems and my hormones and... Oh, mate, you didn't choose to have ghosts. <laughs> no one chooses to have ghosts, except for this woman we just talked about. She chose that life. Okay, ready? <laughs> it's embarrassing rap coming straight out of Brighton. Hannah and Katie are looking kind of frightened, but this is the time when our patrons get a shout. I can't always be Catral or that shit will get worn out. So come on, everyone. Let's tell supporters they're the bomb. And you can come aboard at patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. <laughs> hey, hey, the first person up shouted out it's Eleanor. They didn't leave their surname, so the name is not a chore. Next up is a person who I bet <laughs> likes kale. I might have got that wrong. Sorry, Laura McPhail. And then an Uber driver. Yeah, I hear they drive a Prius. It's a super awesome legend called Helen Andreas. Now, I think that this name might be Emily Sonoglaze, but I probably fucked it up because I only speak Anglaise. 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 <laughs> Our penultimate supporter has a writer's name, I feel. 
best-selling novelist. That's right, Diana Steele. And Ooh. last but not least, we've got Ooh. a Stephen Allen to the rest of our patrons. We thank you by the gallon. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, nice. nice. Wow. That was the ghost wow. rapping. We have a hip hop ghost. <laughs> Mate, well, I would be haunted by that ghost any day. Cheers. <laughs> thank you to our patrons and mostly thank you for making Taylor have to come up with something new every week. And I look forward to it so much. It's so fun. Um, so you have to join up, really, to see what she'll do next. I really dread to think. So <laughs> thank you, Taylor. <laughs> but the, all that leaves for us to do now is to say, Rosie, tell us, what are you up to? You've got a new book out. Tell us everything. Yes, that's right. I have a podcast called The Breakup Monologues, yes. where we discuss crimes of love, if you <laughs> like, um, and Ooh. getting dumped, getting ghosted, in fact. And, and so we talk about people's breakup stories, how they got over a breakup, or how sometimes people stay together and even avoid a breakup. Um, I think, Katie, your your husband <laughs> chatted about how to actually stay in a lovely marriage. Oh, um, good for him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so that podcast I've been doing for two or three years, and I was lucky enough to get a book deal to write the Breakup Monologues book, which combines some other people's stories with my own story of why I've been obsessively thinking about breakups and exploring them for years cool. and my my struggle to finally stay in a relationship with my girlfriend now, or should I say, fiancé. Congratulations. Thank you. So the Breakup Monologues book, it comes out at the end of May, published by Bloomsbury. Cool. You can pre-order it now. Nice. Oh, nice. Love it. That's so cool. And obviously you can find all the episodes of the podcast wherever you get your podcast, yeah. The Breakup Monologues. Yeah, that's right. I'm on Twitter at Rosie Wilby and you can find the podcast at Breakup Monologues on Instagram. Cool. Love it. Well, all that remains for us to say is thank you very thank much. You Rosie. Rosie. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.